welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. Bill Holiday and Reggie Martell sat down with one of the founding members of the Brattleboro Historical Society recently to discover why, where, and how the Historical Society came to be. The founding member is John Carnahan. He is the patriarch of the Brattleboro Historical Society. In many people's minds, John and the society are joined together. About that, John says, I'm honored and surprised. It has to do with my longevity. I think the fact that I've been around for a good long while may be the reason. John is a modest man. The reason why he's associated so strongly with the Brattleboro Historical Society is because he has selflessly served that society for close to 40 years. The information which follows comes from the interview. John and Mary Carnahan came to Brattleboro in 1957. John was born and raised in Kansas and went to high school in Texas. In 1946, John enrolled at Harvard University, graduating in the class of 1950. He proceeded to law school and received his law degree in 1957. He and Mary liked New England, and John thought he would like to work in a small town. He went to the placement office at Harvard Law School. The office knew of the small law practice of Osmer Fitz in Brattleboro and connected John with the Southern Vermont law firm. Mary and John moved to Brattleboro. When they arrived, they rented an apartment for the first few years. Eventually, they found their way to the Tyler Street home. It was built in 1871 as the rectory for the Episcopal Church. The church was located on Main Street, where the key bank is located now. The church was moved to its present location in 1953. A new church rectory was also built, and the old rectory house was put on the market. The Carnahans became the owners of the old rectory and raised their family there. John said, we felt very lucky. We're close to downtown. That was handy for me working downtown as it was near to our church, St. Michael's Episcopal Church. It was a nice family home. We raised three wonderful children there and have enjoyed it. John met Vermont politician William Meyer, who had been elected to Congress in 1958. Meyer asked John to go to Washington, D.C. to work in Meyer's congressional office. In 1960, Meyer's lost his bid for re-election to Congress. The John F. Kennedy administration took over in Washington, and John was able to get a position as an assistant U.S. attorney. Mary and John lived there for four years before coming back to Brattleboro. John came back to Brattleboro because he felt the town was a good size for raising a family and having a positive impact on the community. He also felt he wanted to explore local history in the area. He said he inherited his interest in local history from his mother. She was an avid genealogist and historian. He said, My true love for history is really centered right here in Brattleboro. John pointed out that there is a long line of people who showed interest in Brattleboro history. He starts with Mary Cabot, who lived around the corner from his house on Terrace Street. She compiled a two-volume history of Brattleboro, titled The Annals of Brattleboro, published in the 1920s. As John looked into Brattleboro's past, he found other historians like John Burnham and Louis Grout. Burnham published in 1880 and Grout in 1899. Brattleboro was also blessed with outstanding photographers during the 19th century and into the 20th century. George Houghton from Brattleboro went south in the Civil War and took hundreds of Civil War photographs. He continued his photography interest in Brattleboro. Through the many years, there have been many active photographers in town. There was a lot of material to work with. Ultimately, that's what brought about the Brattleboro Historical Society. A group of people joined together who were interested in sharing the photographic images and local history of the town. That group included Jeff Berry, whose first name was Harold, but was always known as Jeff. 
He worked as a photographer at Lewis R. Brown Photography on Lower Main Street. Richard Wellman, a plumbing contractor in Brattleboro, and Richard Mitchell, a very knowledgeable historian, also had extensive local photo collections, and Brattleboro teacher Richard Michaelman was a local history buff. The four of them worked together to publish Before Our Time, a pictorial history of Brattleboro which covers Brattleboro from 1830 to 1930. It's a marvelous collection of materials. The book was published in 1974 by the Stephen Green Press. In addition to being a great collection of photographs, it has very accurate historic information. The author's meticulous work in compiling that story of Brattleboro and the publication of the book gave John and a group of interested citizens the motivation to organize a historical society. In 1982, the Brattleboro Historical Society officially formed. The first president was Stephen Baker. The Baker family had been here for a long time, and Stephen was one of Carnahan's best friends. John said Stephen was a great storyteller and knew many stories from Brattleboro's past. John remembers, I was a newcomer here. It was fun to have somebody who had been around for a long time and had a lot of resources. He had a lot of funny stories about his Irish Catholic family and about business in Brattleboro. He was very close to the business community. First secretary was Hazel Anderson, a retired school teacher. She was part of a group of women who did a tremendous amount of cataloging and organizing. Meetings were held at the new Brooks Memorial Library. John remembers in the 1960s when it was announced that the Brooks Library was going to be turned into a parking lot on the south side of the post office. He remembers there wasn't much opposition to tearing down the old library and building a new one further north on Main Street. Carnahan said, We tried to come up with some ideas, but it was a sad loss. Part of our culture is to have handy parking for people, and then the post office needed the space. It was so sad that the building was lost. In September 1985, John approached the Brattleboro Select Board about available space on the third floor of the municipal building for a possible home for the Historical Society. Eventually, the Select Board agreed that the Historical Society could take over a room in the old high school for artifacts and a research collection. The municipal building, now used by the Historical Society, used to serve as a science room until the high school moved to Fairground Road in the 1950s. In 1987, the Historical Society moved into the historic building. It proved to be a wonderful space, and still is. The town of Brattleboro has been very generous. There is no rent, charge, or insurance costs to the Historical Society. John said, We have a big collection of photographs there. Historical records of the Brattleboro Historical Society constitute another major collection, and they are wonderfully organized. Later, the Historical Society began renting space in the Masonic Lodge on Main Street for a history center and museum space. That's been a place to display some of the collections. There's a tremendous amount of good information available for anyone coming to do society research. John has been involved in countless historical projects around town and has helped hundreds of people research the local stories they are interested in. Two projects John remembers fondly were the relocations of Wells Fountain and the Defenders of the Union Monument. Wells Fountain was installed in 1891. It was a gift to the town that was placed where the famous Larkin Mead Snow Angel was made in 1857. As the northern part of Main Street was developed, the Wells Fountain became vulnerable to potential traffic damage. In 1987, John was a major organizer in moving the fountain further north to protect it from future vehicle traffic and preserve the historic artifact. Another project that is particularly pleasing to Carnahan was preserving and relocating the Civil War monument on Fairground Road. The monument was installed in 1906 at a ceremony which recognized the site of the present high school, middle school, career center, and town garage as a former Civil War military camp and hospital. In 1906, the monument was placed in a field on the Valley Fairgrounds. As time went on, the school complex was built up around the monument, and by 2005, the monument was in disrepair and surrounded by a chain-link fence. Few people knew why the granite block with a few unreadable plaques was there. 
As plans for the redesign of Fairground Road were in the works in 2005, John joined with local excavation experts to relocate and repair the monument so that it now has a prominent spot at the entrance to the Brattleboro Union High School. John Carnahan has been with the Brattleboro Historical Society from the beginning and is an inspiration to all of us who work to bring the local past to the attention of the public. We'd like to thank Kennedy, Isla, Remy, Elias, Ida, Nina, and Eileen for reading This Week in Brattleboro History. Please join us next week for another story from our community's past.